Hey, you guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. I know I had wanted to start a podcast for years and I just didn't know how to get started. Anchor made it so simple by giving me all the tools to record, edit, and even distribute my podcast across listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I think we often demonize the suffering, we demonize the pain, but without those low moments, we wouldn't be led to cry out to others, to cry out to family, to cry out to God. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Raised and Redeemed. This is your podcast host, Michaela Nikolenko. Today, I am writing solo. I did have the pleasure the past couple of weeks of talking with some of my friends from social media. So that was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about relationships and getting to know Jesus first. So if you haven't had a chance to check those out, be sure to go back and give those a listen. In today's topic, we're going to be talking about the topic of suffering and how to endure through that pain so that you can make it out on the other side to that hope and to that redemption story. I also film these podcasts for YouTube, so be sure to check out my YouTube channel, Michaela Nikolenko. Otherwise, without further ado, let's get on to the show. Okay, so the topic of suffering. I think most women can relate to this when you are just down and out, miserable, sad, moody, crying, and you open your hormone tracker app, your little flow tracker if you have one of those, and you realize that I'm nowhere near my period. There's no hormonal explanation for the way I'm feeling right now. So in those instances, it usually probes us to take a deeper look at why we're feeling the way we're feeling and that often leads us to a good old grapple with God. Those deeper existential questions usually begin to pour in. It is a lot easier to make it through those times when you know who your God is and you know that there is something greater on the other side of this pain, but as a believer I think the hard part is just not knowing how long you're going to be in it. My greatest piece of advice in these times is to meditate on God's word. Now, the thing is, we're already meditating on something, but when we're in these lows, what we're usually meditating on is our pain, is our worries, is our past. We're meditating on something that's not actually going to help us, but is continuing to perpetuate the problem. So my argument isn't that spending time with God and in his word is going to make it better right away. It won't but it will recenter your mind on the hope that exists on the other side of this temporary pain. The two things I remind myself of when this hurt creeps back in and doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon are one, this too will pass. Just like the happiness comes and goes, so will the pain, but it's what you do in those moments that really counts. And that leads me to point two. Two, consider this a test. Just like when Satan tested Job to see if he would still be faithful to God, even if he lost everything. Well, Job was still faithful. So even though he did have to go through that pain and suffering, 
His character was strengthened, his faith was proven, and God restored and redeemed everything tenfold. Don't take it from me, take it from God. I'm going to share five Bible verses that help me when I'm experiencing these times of suffering. So one is Psalm 34, 19. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Two, John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Three, Romans 5, 3 through 5. We also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. 4. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy. Yes, God goes that far. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And finally, the fifth one, Revelation 21.4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the order of things has passed away. God never says that there won't be pain in this world. In fact, he says there will be. He won't promise to take the pain and suffering away, but he will promise to walk through it with you. So to be honest, we typically feel the most called to teach what we're currently working through. And for me, I really struggled the past couple of weeks to make it through the pain that I was experiencing. Luckily, I am a believer and I do have hope in Christ, so I am able to endure those times. But like I said, I think the hardest part is just not knowing how long they'll last and all the little ways that the devil tries to speak into you at those times and just confuse you about where you're at and about what God has already promised you for your life. So for me, I was doing a lot of seeking and searching for what God says about suffering. And I think that's one of the best things that you can do when you're struggling through something is to seek what God says about it. Spend time with him, talk with him, pray with him about it. So the way I handle that, and I do say handle present tense because it wasn't the first time I've suffered like that and it's surely not going to be the last this side of heaven, right? Like suffering, it's just inevitable. And when you're someone like me who has just walked through so much pain and suffering and heartbreak and trauma, there's going to be a lot of grief work to do and it unravels like an onion. So I don't know how long I'll go through that. Literally only God knows that timing. Um, but my best encouragement and piece of advice too in that is to just hang on and to remain faithful to what God has promised. Just like how Jesus's death didn't end on the cross, he was resurrected. There is a redemption story to every suffering that we experience if we just hold close to Christ in those times. You just have to stick around to see it through. If you're watching the video version of this, you'll notice I did just change outfits. That's actually because it's a different day and I was in the editing process and realized that there are a couple more things I wanted to add to this story. 
Okay, so going back to the idea that suffering doesn't have a time limit. You don't know when this wave of emotion hits. Is this going to be a funk I'm in for the next two weeks? Or is it just an emotion passing by for the next five minutes? So this weekend, V and I were at our prep for marriage class. And we are already married, but we decided to join this class because we didn't join one before getting married. And we just... We're still one year into our marriage, so we want to do everything we can to make sure that we're equipped for all the highs and lows that we might come across in a lifelong marriage. So we're in this class and, you know, the topic is really just subtle. It's like family, traditions, holidays. We're going over, you know, his different cultural upbringing, mine. We're going around the table sharing this nothing really happened or was even said but for some reason a wound was scratched open for me most likely because my upbringing wasn't so pleasant and i don't have the closest relationship with my parents and there was just a lot of violence and addiction and overall neglect so you know when we talk about these family traditions there's a lot of brokenness on my side of the family so it could have been a lot of this but i really just didn't have the answers i just knew that if the conversation was directed at me, I might start crying. And a lot of these people around the table I just met, so I didn't really feel safe getting that vulnerable. You know, day one, meeting some of them, day two, meeting the rest. So I was just really hoping it didn't have to go there. So I was able to keep my composure until I got in the car with V. And then that's when I told him that I'm experiencing pain right now. One of my toxic traits is I do tend towards depression and sometimes I get stuck there and V doesn't entirely know how to handle that situation yet. And I think for him, he's still learning how to process his own emotions and look in his own dark places. So when I get stuck in a dark place, he doesn't really know what to do or what to say and it's just emotionally escalating and next thing I know I'm just like crying my eyes out and I can feel like my day's not over like I'm gonna have a good day but right now I just need to feel this pain um, but after our class we have church service so we're going to pick up his dad it's his dad's first time coming to church with us so we want it to be good and I'm stressed because I'm like I know I can't put on a mask right now. There's nothing I can do to hide the way that I feel. If anybody talks to me, like I'm on the verge of tears and it's, it's going to be messy. So I'm a little paranoid because usually when I feel like that, I just, I isolate so that I don't have to put myself or anybody else in that situation, but we're going to church and that's that. And I wouldn't have wanted to change that. So we go and pick up his dad and the minute his dad gets in the car, I don't usually I don't usually say these things like I usually try to put a mask on and make everything seem like it's okay I try to be the strong one and this day you know his dad gets in the car and I turn back and I'm like I don't want you to take this personal um, if you feel like I'm ignoring you I'm not I'm just really not in a good place and next thing I know I'm like crying through my words I'm just trying to get my words out and he pauses and he's like okay that's okay. He's like, so you're experiencing depression. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And I don't really like to admit that. Um, for me, it's just, you know, I'm feeling pain. I'm able to go as far as saying that I'm feeling pain right now. And we have about a 35 minute drive to church. And so his dad just starts asking me these follow-up questions where, you know, just trying to get to the root of it. And he handled it very gracefully. And I don't think I'd ever given him 
or anybody in V's family the opportunity to like hold me in that space. I've never shared that part of myself yet. And like I said, we are only one year in, but I notice I'm always feeling like we don't go deep enough. And I think a big part of it is I don't start that conversation. Like when I'm feeling deep, I isolate from them. I avoid them. But to this day, I wasn't able to avoid them. Here we are in the car together. And I found it to be a really bonding experience where by the end of it, he's getting to know so much more about me and what I've walked through and what Jesus saved me from just my overall like upbringing and spiritual background. And now he's sharing his and I'm learning our similarities. And like I said, it ended up just being a really bonding experience that wouldn't have happened had I not been in that dark place. So that's kind of the point of this story is that I think we often demonize the suffering, we demonize the pain, but without those low moments, we wouldn't be led to cry out to others, to cry out to family, to cry out to God. And it's crazy because we get to church and we're sitting there and the pastor literally starts speaking to the same exact message and how, you know, the world is just in a really dark time. Like the world is distressed. The world needs Jesus. And in that suffering, we remember to cry out to Jesus. And so I'm sitting in in the pew and I'm reflecting, like, would I change this suffering that I feel? And honestly, the answer is no, I wouldn't change it because It's an opportunity for deep emotional intimacy with others and with God. And then comes the second part because there is a purpose in this suffering and it is meant to bring us closer to others and to God, but you don't want to stay in the suffering longer than you have to. So, you know, you feel that pain, you feel that emotion, you cling closer to those you need to cling closer to, and then you move on. But in all honesty, we are all just adult children who really just need a good distraction sometimes. And that's not to say you shouldn't go and feel your emotions, but yeah, feel it and then get out of the house. Go play, go be with friends, go be with family, go get a freaking ice cream sometimes. And so that's what we did all weekend is we went to the beach, we spent time with family, we didn't stress so much about life and the heaviness of the world, but we just took care of our inner children. If you need extra support, I highly recommend reaching out to a pastor, a therapist, or just anybody you know and trust that could lead you through slash pray you through this time. Once again, I promise this too will pass. In the meantime, if you like this show, please don't hesitate to leave me a review and subscribe to be sure to stay up to date with the latest episodes. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Step one. Wake up, really gon' rise with the sun Step two, get some good, some food in you Step three, you grow hard about what you wanna be Step four, fuck everybody, just do your thing Wake up, today's gonna be a good day 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 Wake up It's gonna be a good day, wake up, today's gonna be a good day.